All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Bodacast. My name is James. I'm going to be hosting this week. Still with all the boys. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Ready for another great cast, boys. Doing fantastic. As always, all you people, great to see you. Yeah, my heart has finally recovered after that Monday night game. Uh, that that rocked me. That absolutely rocked me. Um, we'll get into that a little bit. We want to talk about what we're going to be doing. We're actually going to be splitting this into two episodes. We're going to be doing two episodes a week now. So instead of getting our full NFL recap and preview, you're just going to be getting a recap from us this week. We'll be doing some college football talk, playoff pictures. We'll do a recap of some of our favorite games of the week. Obviously, LSU Alabama's in there. Uh, preview for that we'll have in this episode and then we talking some hockey with Zach we got some free agent talk and draft talk for the upcoming NFL year and a couple segments a couple polls you know the usual stuff so let's get right into it big upset week in the NFL week 10 right off the bat Raiders 26 Chargers 24 Thursday night Wow, that ended up being a much better game than I thought it was. Um, that Raiders defense really came out swimming in and took it to Phil Rivers. Uh, three interceptions on the day. Like, that's that's not a Phil Rivers number I'm really used to. Uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I, I understand why. I mean, you know, they were good last year, but this year they're just not clicking. And it, it's not that they're not clicking entirely. They they have little spurts where they can show that they can be a contender. Right. And, you know, they, both of those teams on Thursday night were on the uptick. It, yeah. it just kind of came down to who was pacing ahead more. And at this point, it is the Raiders, Raiders yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, look like a, a legitimate contender over in the AFC West. Um, Mahomes coming back for the Chiefs will we'll definitely test their mettle. But mm-hmm. they got a chance. They yeah, no, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, Melvin Gordon, after I talked about how he came back and had like a fantasy year, I sat him in fantasy football and absolutely bent me over a stool and just <laughs> fucked with me. Uh, he got 19 As they points. say, James, he clapped those cheeks. He clapped my cheeks, did me dirty, still ended up winning, no big deal. We're going to keep it going. Uh, <laughs> Battle New York, the Giants 27, losing to the Jets 34. Uh, Daniel Jones actually had a pretty solid stat line day at 304 with four TDs. That's on top of, I think, three fumbles he had all day. Four. Four fumbles. Four fumbles. Four. Wow. One more than three, one less than five, four. Indeed, you got that number correct. Math is hard. Uh, (laughs) Darius Slayton had a day, though, with 121 and two touchdowns. Which kind of helped out because Saquon just wasn't really clicking out there. He seemed that, and then he seemed kind of off, and then he went out at the end injured. Um, That's definitely worrying if you're a Giants fan, especially two injuries in one year. And, you know, you hear him talking about how they're not going to shut him down this year. As the season keeps moving on, that looks like the only move to make at that point. Yes, you want Saquon out there to, you know, keep him fresh, whatever you want to do. Um, but if you got no chances, which you clearly don't with that defense, no. sit the man. Let him recover fully. Yep. So, yeah, he, and it's so not, he, came oh, out, he was hurt before the game. Mm-hmm. He came out there, he powered through it, and exactly like Drew said, he's going to get a real bad injury if they don't figure something out. If you keep pushing him to his limit out there for games when you're not going to make it too far, and you're going to you, see 
Right, and they rushed him back in the first place in that that process <laughs> of the first injury healing. It, he never should have stepped on the field that quickly. Exactly. Well, was it him? Was it him rushing, getting rushed back by them, or was it him rushing himself back? It's he did I wasn't really, training, but he was a hundred percent rushed back. I don't, I don't disagree. I think they gotta be smart about this. You have a generational talent, and you gotta give him the rest. They're running back behind him, Wayne Gallman. Not that bad. The kid's pretty solid. I don't yeah, know. He, I, he's I absolutely easily. Yeah, uh, and Gallman will be a feasible running back moving forward if they do decide to, you know, shut Bell or shut Saquon down for the year. Yeah, uh, that, that would be a low management. Just do something. Don't just keep feeding the kid. He's right. gonna, you're gonna lose what you invested in. Right. They spent a fourth overall pick on this kid. They mm. they they can't run him into the ground in his second year. Yeah, you really can't. That's that's like driving a Ferrari off the cliff right out of the dealer. Um, exactly. Yeah. Real real losers of this game is the city of New York. Just want to put that out there. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, city of. City of New York, just just a dumpster fire for both teams. The Yankees, at least, but everything else has been trash. Yeah. Maybe the Nets. Forgot about them, so I'm still that they're from New Jersey. Kyrie Kyrie can ball out, but he can't seem to figure out his own emotions, so I don't know how long that's gonna last. That's a whole that's a that's a whole deep topic we're not gonna get into. Um, Let's look at the other side of the ball, though. Let's focus on this game still, because instead of talking about Kyrie's emotions. Um, <laughs> Sam Darnold had 203 and a touchdown. Uh, split on that. Demarius Thomas and Jameson Crowder both had 80 plus yards on the day, and they still couldn't get Le'Veon Bell uh, up and running. So, I think that's going to be a big worry for them. The fact that they have a star running back that hasn't been able to God. really get moving. Um, but having two receivers going 80 plus on the day and Sam Darnold not looking bad—that's pretty great. That's that's all. I mean. Translate into points, obviously. It's uh, how. What do you think about Demarius Thomas? I mean, he got cut by the Pats, was bad, and everyone was like, "Yeah, he's done anyways. He's not gonna do much." And then he puts eighty plus yards. I think he's just gonna have spats of just him being good. I'm not yeah. really concerned about Demarius. It's Thomas. not like he's on a team that can really blow away, but. And I, I mean, when you think about, it, I mean, yes, the Patriots made a mistake in getting rid of a, you know, solid-headed receiver just because they picked up Antonio Brown. That was yeah. the stupidest thing I've seen in my life. <laughs> the opposite of a solid-headed receiver, yeah. Right. But uh, no, I, I don't think in the long run it's gonna make much of an impact, especially at this point where the Pats picked up Sanu, that he's gonna fill the shoes that Demarius Thomas would have, and then some. So. And I'm telling you, just I, wait for Harry. Nikhil Harry is an animal yes if that translates that's, to the NFL, that's gonna be scary time out real quick we got zach taking nips in the back <laughs> <laughs> zach's just keeping the good times going yeah um speaking of let's talk Long about game. what happened over in the uh nfc the falcons 26 the saints 9 what yes yes, yes. Saints a goose they did, they did, and broke the second longest streak of double-digit scoring at home in NFL history, and they were one game away. from. They tied the record, or they broke the record? I'm not 100% sure. My ESPN update just said that they were one game away. Uh, one game shy of the record. That sucks. That's unfortunate. Poor Drew Brees, huh? The worst part about it is the Saints player of the game had to be Will Lutz, who got all nine of their points. Oh, yeah. Well, it, but it, like... 
that's the same situation as, you know, if this is a situation where a kicker scores all the points and we're like, oh, he's the player of the game. But then you go and look at those those situations in Chicago with Cody Parkey and everything where he scored more points than the Bears offense most of the time and yeah. makes one bad kick and gets ostracized from the NFL. Yeah. So it goes both ways. It wasn't a bad yeah. kick. It got deflected. Right. <laughs> Someone touched the kick. It's, I think kickers is a strange breed. I mean, exactly. We can look back at Blair Walsh. He scored almost the whole All points right. that playoff game. You are Blair. You know, this is one right. kick, and everyone's trying to show up on his doorstep and shoot him in the head. All right, but but to be fair, Blair Walsh's was bad. That was like a 25-yard chip shot to win. Like, my fucking brother could have went out and kicked that ball through the uprights. A toddler probably could have kicked that ball through the uprights. That kick was bad. Could have gotten air blood out there. On Drew's scale of kickers, it went brother, toddler, Blair Walsh. <laughs> yes, yes, it did. Right at the bottom. Uh, don't forget the pile of shit could have kicked Oh, yes, Blair yes. Walsh 50 too, feet so. of dirt than yes, Blair Walsh. Yes, exactly. You, always, yeah, you never forget about 50 feet of dirt. Kickers do not get credit. They go and save games, and then I'm not, I find it, I mean, I'm not a kicker. But I'm sure it's really hard to make consecutive kicks every single time. And then yeah. one bad kick, and we blame the kicker. We don't blame the placement. You don't blame, you know, anything. That ball could have been whatever, laces in. Who knows? Yeah. And, and, and who knows? I've seen it more than once this year where, you know, even the announcers will look. They'll be like, oh, the hold was crappy, but he missed the kick. It's like, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. can't kick in the laces and blaming the kicker. That's not fair. No. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, there, there's Kicking is the hardest position in the NFL, in my opinion. You're expected to step out there and maybe not even in the entire game and just knock a field goal at one point. Exactly. And that's your entire game. You don't have any other stuff to work on. Imagine being a kicker who's been sitting on the bench for four or three quarters and 14 minutes of football, and they ask you to come out and drill a 58-yard field goal to win the game. That's... It takes a special type of person to be able to answer that call. Honestly, it's a different type of breed. Uh, unfortunately for the Falcons in this win, it seems like they lost Devonta Freeman for what looks like a few weeks, and Austin Hooper is going to be out a little bit longer than they expected. Um, benefit, we'll talk about backup running backs again. They have that Brian Hill kid, yep. who I think could actually be really good. Um, he had a really like great career at Wyoming. He was a fantastic running back in college it's only a matter of time to see what he'll actually do in the nfl um and and even sitting behind devonta freeman this year he's put up some stats Uh, he's made the most i think of the touches that he's been given and moving forward this week will be a perfect time for him to showcase what he can do against a bottom five run defense in the panthers and then albeit he'll have to suit up and play against a top five run defense probably in the box so It'll be a, an interesting two weeks to see if he can be consistent against all types of defenses or if he only shines when, you know, the moment is perfect. Right. And time will tell, like you said. Um, but moving moving right along, uh, we'll get it right into the narrative. Are the Chiefs better without Mahomes? Uh, I'm going to say still no. But the Chiefs did lose to the Titans, 35-32. to 32. Um, <laughs> I what? was joking about it, talking with Chris. Immediately threw back to that playoff game um, where Marcus Mariota caught a pass off of a deflected and got the touchdown. Oh, yeah. Uh, not the case, though. 
Just Ryan Tannehill being Ryan Tannehill and getting interesting stat lines, feeding it and to Mark. Derek Henry rumbling like a motherfucker. Okay, did you guys see that throw by Tannehill? Specific. Adam Humphreys? Uh, whichever one won it, I don't know. Yeah, I don't <laughs> whichever throw it was, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, whichever one of the 35 throws. Yeah, it was a good throw. I'll give him that. It was probably to Humphreys, yeah, but no, it's like Tannehill is shit, and then he makes a throw like that to win the game against well, the Chiefs. See, I don't think Tannehill is shit. I, not only that, the Chiefs' defense is terrible. Chiefs' defense, bad. Okay, it's yeah, terrible. but you really don't think Tannehill is shit? Oh, I wouldn't say shit. I, I think he's probably, you know, that, that same category as a, a Chase Daniel or a, you know, a, a first-tier backup quarterback. Who just stumble into a starting position because Marcus yeah. Mariota. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mariota. Because Marcus Mariota laser stares at his fucking receivers and was getting intercepted. <laughs> bad this year. Uh, it's been rough. Yeah, so Mahomes still put up 446 and three. Uh, Derek Henry though 188 and two on the ground. That is amazing. They, they, there's no reason they shouldn't be just constantly feeding Derek Henry, right? No, I, I completely agree, and he's on my fantasy team, so keep giving that man the ball. <laughs> yeah, rock. I know. For Drew's sake, just keep feeding him. <laughs> um, we'll move along. I don't think there's much else to say there. Um. The Chiefs might have issues. We'll talk about that later in the week when we get into the preview. Uh, I think at this point it's just defensive issues. Uh, I, their offense should be fine. I was going to say, concerned. I was going yeah. to mention that. I feel like the defense played a little bit better the last two weeks, even against pretty deep, you know, pretty good offenses such as the Packers and the Vikings, yeah. because they didn't have Patrick Mahomes to fall back on. You're right. Is the Chiefs' defense better without Patrick Mahomes? That's the new narrative. <laughs> yes, actually, I, 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 no, I No, 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 no. I think the Chiefs' defense is better when they have all their players. <laughs> I think that's, that's the issue. True. <laughs> that, that, okay. That's fair. That's fake. So, um, so players this week? Let's roll. No, I don't. I don't think so. I, I think at least one of their linemen is still hurt, and they're still hurting in the secondary. So. Right. So, yeah. whatever. We'll move on. Let's move on. Ravens, Bengals. Yeah. Ravens Bengals. Sorry, I was getting a little disagreement with Chris there after we just talked. Stop! Delete. I hate this. Show. All right. Ravens Bengals. Uh, Ravens, like we expected, went in and just shit stomped the Bengals, uh, 49 to 13. Lamar put up 223 in the air, three touchdowns, 65 on the ground, and one touchdown, so four on the day. Uh, great RG3 stat. He got in there too. They had the Heisman backfield. I don't know if you saw that at one I point. Did, yep. Uh, 20 Lamar. yards and five attempts with one interception. It's great to see him back out there. Way to go, RG. He's doing what he does best. Yeah. No, um, Marquise Brown, like I wrote here, still good. Yep. Still solid. 80 yards, one touchdown. I like it a lot. Huge Marquise Brown fan. Still um, Ryan Finley kind of just looks like Andy Dalton. 167, one and one. Touchdown, oh, interception. Ryan Finley, not the answer. Not, not the, answer. the answer. No. <laughs> I mean, we'll get into it. Uh, not the answer. It doesn't matter if it's the answer or not. I mean, he's had one game. You can't really count him out now. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know. It, he, he doesn't look like a guy that's going to be able to step in and take. He looks a lot like you guys said, Andy like Dalton. Andy Dalton. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to run themselves into the same situation if they yeah. forego a quarterback in this draft for some reason and decide to run yeah. with Ryan. Finley and and God, and God knows that they love to run with people that are already. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's the Bengals. So <laughs> we don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. I don't they... really get the point of pulling him at this. Like, I know we talked about this already, but like, just keep Andy Dalton in there. Right. You're not contending for a spot at Owen. 
whatever they are now. Anything. You'd want to make yourself even worse so you can just tank the rest of the season. The Dolphins have already won a game, people. Two games. Well, well, Two games. Bengals have won a game. <laughs> Bengals are Bengals are 0-10, what? 0-9? 0-8? 9? 9. I think they have had 5, so I think they're well, 0-9. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah, the Bengals have won... I won two games, but the Dolphins, excuse me, I won two games. Bengals have yet to win one, so they can just keep tanking, get that first pick, and they're probably going to use it but on some, some see, stupid. Well, you, here's the thing, I I don't see why anyone feels the need this season to tank for the first pick, unless you're because you really think the Redskins are going to take a quarterback? No, they have Dwayne Haskins. Right, and obviously the I'm... Dolphins take Tua, and I think if the Bengals ended up with a high pick, they're going to take Joe Burrow. So I don't really think it matters the top three picks. They're all gonna. They're, I think they're all going after different players. Anyways. Right. You don't think it matters, but who who the hell knows what the Bengals system is doing? I mean, they fucking kept around Marvin Lewis for for what eight eight ten years. Yeah. Right. So Andy Dalton's still. I don't so shocked if Joe doesn't end up there. He's a local guy. He's an Ohio guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it just kind of fits into play, especially the way he's it playing right now. In, Joe right. Joe seems like he's their guy. Absolutely, and. But that, and then to go back to, you know, starting Finley over Tannehill at this point in the season, it's not like you got a young guy that you, uh, you know, have hopes for for the future and you're like, let get out there and see what you can do because we got no chance. No, this is Ryan Finley. <laughs> no. Ryan Finley's going to be a name we forget about in like two years. I don't think it's going to take that long. Maybe next year. Maybe, maybe two weeks. <laughs> I've got to forget Ryan Finley's name. That's guaranteed. Now watch, we're going to be doing a podcast four years from now and Ryan Finley's going to be a three time Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> Charge of the game-winning drive. All right. um, Let's move on to my happy moment of the week. (laughs) I don't have to come into this podcast talking about a Browns loss. 19-16. They beat the Bills. uh, Fucking very Browns-esque game. They start off with that long-ass extra point. The one that Cyber missed. It was 48 yards because Jarvis got called for taunting. Um... (laughs) I'm, I'm getting a little sprinkle. Like, I wanted to say it didn't. I'm getting a little more faith in their linebacker, Mac Wilson, out of Alabama. Uh, he's starting to be solid. He had a lot of missed tackles at the beginning of the year. Uh, my boy Baker, looking pretty solid. Kind of starting to get in his rhythm. Definitely threw a bunch of passes that looked god-awful. Don't give me that look. Don't give me he that look. threw a bunch of passes. I'll give you that. should have been intercepted. He did Back. his job as the quarterback, delivering the ball through... Phenomenal yeah, game through management. The through the air. Phenomenal mm, game management. Correct. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Three of them that could have been intercepted, but still had 238 and two touchdowns. Um, big thing was Kareem Hunt coming back in this game. I have it written here. It looks like Hunt's going to be more of like a receiving back for them. I, I doubt Freddie's smart enough to alternate backs well. They did a good job splitting time, but... It I mean, kind of just looked like they were like they gave Hunt the ball a few times. He had a good couple of runs, but really they were looking to pass to him more and keeping the ground going with Chubb. Um, well, I, you, that makes sense to me with a guy just coming back that hasn't been allowed to be around the team for eight weeks. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, yeah, it's a good thing he's back though. How else are you gonna so, beat be people? So <laughs> you can't get suspended if you're not playing. Exactly. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Kareem Hunt logic. Yep. A1. All right, before we, before we start talking about the Bills, let's go into some more Freddy chat. Uh, the end of the third quarter, I, I'm not really sure why. Zach knows exactly what I'm talking about, but he decides to call a timeout, which, like, a lot of people thought was a wind thing. 
I, I don't understand. He could have just let the clock run out. Instead, he burns that time out. I, I think he thought it was the fourth quarter. And... I think he saw ghosts. <laughs> he saw ghosts. Yeah. The ghost of Sam. James, was, was this the week that you can officially say you're done drinking cough syrup during the Browns games? It wasn't cough syrup. It was cheap bourbon. And we'll find out. Well, I think it depends on the red zone offense next week. Enjoy, yeah, because if the red zone offense stays... 0-8 red zone. Yeah. Still not great. Not fantastic. You got to capitalize on the fucking red zone. How do you go 0-8 in it the red zone? You have a quarterback named Baker Mayfield. That's that's a good start. <laughs> Mayfield. He may. He may or may not may or score may not points. Know. And then Zach's hot take. Uh, Josh Allen stepping out there. 266. No touchdowns in the air. But two rushing, um, Zach is still he's still in the doubt, and Josh he's Allen's still right. not the guy. He's not gonna be the guy. Like How it's, it's completely it's been... completely different. So you have a stat line like that. It's like oh he's probably you know he's a really good mobile quarterback. Dude six five and he's running like a tank. He's gonna get himself hurt. Like. I don't care. He's not Lamar Jackson. He's not. I don't know, fast. man. He took one hell of a hit in that Patriots game and came yeah, back and played the he, next week. That was did. impressive. He did, but <laughs> I'm just saying, like he he's he's trying to be a running quarterback. Like he scrambles way too much. He just running he, quarterbacks are a time bomb. They have historically right, been exactly. a time bomb. Lamar I mean, Jackson. There's, there's been proof maybe one or two that have lasted. Michael you gotta give Allen some credit though. He doesn't have much to work with like Lamar Jackson does though. He Lamar is Frank Moore, Cole Beasley, John Brown. So beautifully inept that he can find the pockets. Lamar can read so well, and I think Allen can get there. I think I think Josh Allen needs to listen to Michael Vick's advice and stop looking to run for every quarterback right, on right, the planet right. needs to listen to that advice and stop looking right. to run first. It's not going to... A, give you a long career, or B, win you that many games in the long run. Yep. I mean, yeah, and, and, and again, like, when when you have quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson, you know, this is his first real year, mm-hmm. people are going to start to figure him out. They're going to leave a spy on the line. They're going to do something to stop him, whether it's, you know, put put a contain pressure on, anything, you know what I mean? So yeah. they're going to figure it out. But that's where Lamar Jackson's been so improved this year is – in doing exactly that. He's not always looking to run first. And they, they call right. the plays for him to run. They call a lot of read options. They call a lot of RPOs. But right. he has increased his arm talent overall dramatically in the last year. Right. And I think I think it's good that he played for, you know, whatever it was, half the season last year or whatever. Yeah, you know, Benjamin Flacco last yeah. year was a good call. It was. And, I mean, he got that experience. He even played – he had a playoff – you know, he played in the playoffs, which is good. It's a good experience as a rookie quarterback to get in there and do that. I mean, yeah, they lost, but – they weren't going to beat the Patriots if they had gone on. I think year, they. So. Sh- I, th- I still think they should have let Flacco play the playoffs because he's, he's a different quarterback in the playoffs. Yeah, Joe Cool, not an elite quarterback still, but that's fine. Oh, he's he's an elite playoff quarterback. Nowhere near elite in the regular season. Yeah, but if you average him out, it still means he's not elite. He's in the playoffs. There's two different. Okay, moving right along after your guys' little sidebar there. Sorry. <laughs> During this game, I had a, I had kind of chameleon eyes going on. I was also watching the Bucks play the Cards because that was a that was an entertaining game. Uh, Bucks end up winning it 30 to 27. Thing that makes me sick is that the Browns and the Bucks have the same record. That doesn't make me feel good in my heart and my core. It, it feels bad. <laughs> oh wait, wait, and down a nip. Thanks for sharing. Send some next time. 
Uh, Kyler looked really solid, man. 324, three touchdowns and an INT. Jameis had a Jameis S stat line, 358, one touchdown, two interceptions. This week has just kind of been the year, or the week of, or I guess this year, honestly, has kind of been the year of like people James drafted last year in fantasy that weren't doing well are now doing it. (laughs) Christian Kirk with 138 and three touchdowns. Christian Kirk had a game. That dude's about to fall out in Arizona. You're absolutely right on that. Kirk's going to be a beast. Um, another guy I like on there, Andy Isabella, kind of got involved. He had a good week last week, but uh, UMass guy, really yep. just unbelievably fast kid. I think once they get him utilized in the slot, they're going to be they're going to be a threat. They're, they're, he he strikes me as as kind of a Randall Cobb kind of guy, mm-hmm. and that's exciting for an offense. Slot duty, yeah. Slot duty and you know quick as anything, yeah. elusive. Once he you know figures it out probably puts on a little weight for the nfl he'll be tough to tackle yeah we'll see i'm optimistic about it i liked him in the draft i wanted to see where he went and i think the the Arizona, the cardinals got a steal uh moving along bears 20 lions 13 once again another upset we all called yep. it we thought the lions are going to win this jeff driscoll steps in with matt stafford having a hurt hip or back i heard multiple things uh but either way sitting yeah. out Matt Stafford. Only reason is I put him in as my starting quarterback. Yikes. And I won all my leagues. I'll give him that. I won all my leagues. Fair. Yeah, hey. He talks about quarterbacks that mean nothing. (laughs) What? Hey, Kyler Murray sat on my bench. Aaron Rodgers let me 10 points, so. (laughs) Fair enough. And I still score or whatever. And I still don't have an apology from you, Drew. You're never going to get it. I will apologize at the end of the year when they miss the playoffs. That's about it. If they miss the playoffs. When he's flat. Yeah. (laughs) He doesn't need to be stellar at this point. They're winning games. Uh, Quick update for Zach. Bruins just lost in a shootout. Oh, I know. They were up 4-0. Oh, yeah. To Florida's best team, the Panthers. Um, <laughs> so Jeff Driscoll does a good job stepping in at 269 with a Florida's touchdown. Florida's best team is the Panthers. Hey, I love me some bolts. I love me the bolts. I'm just. How was that first round last year? Huh? Stepped up. Oh. Yeah. Happens. Anyway, so that's the announcement. Focus. I was at Stanley Cup final, Chris. It is like wrangling cats. Dude, what the hell? The arena is so cool, though. You have to go. Right. I'd love to. Let's move on. We got Dolphins <laughs> and Colts. Game, 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 game. Let's do this. Dolphins and Colts. Okay, oh, we're skipping right over the Bears. Uh, Dolphins and Colts. <laughs> Dolphins and another one. We don't need to talk about <laughs> Dolphins. Lines. Jeff Driscoll attacks like, I want to talk about the Dolphins. So we're going to get into the Dolphins, Zach. All right. The team that has two more wins than the Patriots this month. Um. Anyway... Brian Hoyer has a Brian Hoyer stat line. Three interceptions, yeah, 200 right. yards, and a touchdown. What? Drew is technically right right now. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right, let's go. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm agreeing with Drew here. He's not wrong. Pat I got five more not expensive stuff to throw. I don't, I don't, I don't like that you're right, but you're right, Drew. I, I know. I don't, I don't like being right sometimes, but it happens. All right. All right. You, pick. I completely missed it in my anger, but we're going to move on. All right. 
The Colts are clearly missing Jacoby Brissett. Uh, Brian Hoyer, like I said, 204, three interceptions and a touchdown. Um, almost got it done. The Dolphins. <laughs> Ryan oh. Fitzpatrick, my play of the game was him coming out of the blue tent when his team, I think the special teams are on punting, maybe a field goal. I don't really remember. I remember Ryan Fitzpatrick running on, trying to get onto the field after getting checked for concussion. Um, we were wrong. That's it. You know, Dolphins won again. I said they weren't going to bring the heat in. They kept it hot, and they won another game. So, you did. Congratulations Great. on the Dolphins and winning a second game of what's going to be a 2-14 and 14 season for them. <clears throat> I mean, unless they can catch another team with a backup quarterback and a beat-up defense, that's probably going to be the case. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Same. almost certain the Browns play the Dolphins in the like, next four weeks. So. Oh, that's a team with a backup quarterback and a crappy defense. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Dude, if the, what are you going to do? I hate this podcast. I want to go. Browns lose to the Dolphins. Browns lose to the Dolphins. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> James, James, can't, James can't focus his anger enough right Honestly, now. Honestly, it's, it's, it's probably far. a 50-50 shot at this Honestly, point. Honestly, yeah. The, all right. Okay. Right yeah, it's not like OBJ does anything Browns on the team. Browns lose to the Dolphins. There's no way Freddie Kitchens will still be in. Dude, if Freddie Kitchens has a job when the Browns lose to the Dolphins, oh my goodness gracious. I mean, Chris, so like Chris the Browns coaches I don't know, though. Death. I don't know. The Browns coaches pretty dumb. The it's Browns coaches pretty division. So, I Fair. mean, you have the Bengals who keep Marvin Lewis for God knows how long. <laughs> Way past his prime. The Browns coaches kiss of death has been the Steelers. That's usually been the mark where it's like, all right, you lost to the Steelers. <laughs> Get out. So we have two games in three weeks against the Steelers. Let's see if something happens. <laughs> Get rid of Freddie. Again, if the, the Dolphins, they beat what I'll Raiders say. My turn. It's my turn. You don't get to talk. It's my turn. You, you get to talk when you get the torch. <laughs> you don't have the talking stick. Shut up. God, he's an angry bandwagon fan. <laughs> Yikes! Okay. If the Browns lose to the Dolphins, I will retire and never wear my Baker jersey again. My All right, we have that recorded for you fans. It is We're going to hold them accountable to that. They do play the Browns this year. The Browns play the Dolphins this year. Speaking of Browns, James, we skipped right over OBJ. We did. I was going to come back to that when we were talking in the future. But um, okay. at this point, I'm thinking I'm kind of fine cutting ties with OBJ. Uh, oh, as I much think as, he as needs to not play football anymore. Like, he, he's more interested wow. in watching the than playing the game. I, I, it's, it's a joke at this point. Thank you, Drew. There's Thanks. been a, a lot of a lot of questionable, like, a lot of things he couldn't have caught. But there's been a lot of passes, which is, like, why you bring an OBJ that he's dropped. And, or not even made an attempt on. And it's not like the Browns don't have depth. They have uh, Rashad Higgins, who's been phenomenal, has been a consistent receiver, and Jarvis Landry, who everyone thought was going to be shit. They still re- have what's-his-face, too, right? Uh, Callaway? Antonio Callaway's a piece of shit. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> I'm saying he's about not, but he's there. Out the ass. He's good. He's really good when he's good, but his attitude is just also... You know, well, it, it doesn't it doesn't can. help you bring in when you bring in a, a known diva like OBJ into a system that already has someone like that. He's been ex- he's been surprisingly level headed from what we've seen. 
well, that's, so far. That's well, that can all change. So, I mean, look, yeah. you guys, Zach, Drew, and James both know, all know, I have strong feelings about OBJ. I used to hate the guy. Chris, is this your coming out party? Shut <laughs> the fuck up. Let me talk. Oh my God, why is it coming? And then... <laughs> Who's got the torch? Okay, listen. Strong feelings against when OBJ. When OBJ went to the Browns, first thing I said to James is, good luck. He has so much baggage. It's not yeah. even worth it. Why are you going in slow motion? What is that? What? Anyway. Your computer was like cut out. It's going in slow motion. Oh, okay. Well, let me talk, huh? Yeah, yeah, you're good. So, and then he came out and uh, he looked real. Like he had a lot of chemistry with the Browns. It looked great. And then uh, they were a little sloppy start. I was like, you know what? I actually see OBJ doing good on this team. If he can find chemistry, him and Baker seem like a good fit. And now he's complaining about Baker, that he's not getting enough. He's missing big catches. It's I just don't know what to say about OBJ. I don't think he's the man he once was. I, Yeah, no, he's definitely not. Um, he, and he's made some of those OBJ circus catches this year. It's what he does. It's, but I mean, that's that's great. It, it's not like going to win you games. It's not going to, you know, exactly. help the team in the long run. And, it, man, focus on football. I'm sorry, but all this extra distraction bullshit, I can't be good for his on-field play. Nope. Or or the, the overall the team. I mean, just no. look, how, look at their record, for exactly. fuck's sake. Mm-hmm. Yes. Agree. But I think I agree with James. I think they can cut ties with them and still get something very, very decent out of it. I think overall they'd be better cutting ties with them and getting some but supporting they need pieces. Another reliable elsewhere. receiver. They the best thing OBJ has done for the Browns is take double coverage, yeah. open more spots for other receivers. And even that right. hasn't really helped. Do you think them. we can do a package deal? It has him and Fred. Huh? Him and Freddie Kitchens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could you could trade him for of Mike moves. McCarthy and Antonio Brown. I'm gonna be your coach. Chad, I'm gonna be your coach. I'm gonna be your coach. All right, that's dream. Let's get off the brow chat. We've had my soul's already crushed. All right, I'm enjoying it. We put James in his place. We're good. Um, that's an advice. Yeah. Let's uh let's pump you up, Drew. Packers twenty four, Panthers sixteen. Uh, you said it going into it. Uh, stopping Christian McCaffrey at either a hundred or three hundred yards was gonna be it. Little <laughs> did we know it was gonna be stopping him on the one yard line was gonna be it. Um, yeah, he still got a hundred and eight and a touchdown, so not a bad day overall. But and I do believe that that's twice this year that Christian McCaffrey has been stopped on the goal line on a game deciding play. The other one, though, like... That was a terrible play call. Oh, wait, no, I'm thinking of the same thing, but he's just not been able to capitalize. He hasn't been able to get that final push, which, can you really blame him? (laughs) He's so tired from doing everything else the rest of the game. True. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, anything. to be fair, DJ Moore has another game. Another guy I drafted last year, expecting him to have a big year. Uh, Nine receptions and 120 yards, so Mm -hmm. good job Kyle Allen throwing the ball. Uh, your boy Rogers had 233-0-0. Still got it done. Got it done to the ground. Um, Jonesy. Don't you yeah. give me that thumbs down, yeah, Chris. Chris. You, you, you yeah, give me an on. example of one other quarterback on the planet in the history of the NFL that takes care of the ball like Aaron Rodgers does. 
Yeah. I'm just bubbling. <laughs> he treats that ball. Rodgers can throw child. the ball well, but I stand by my point that I think Talking he's child support. I don't think weekend trips to Disney World more in in the team that's failing him as a whole. I think the team is failing him as a whole, and he doesn't have much more in his tank. Well, I think the team had failed him as a whole. I don't think they're continuing to fail him. I think they've done more no, they, last two years to support yeah. the man than they have in the rest of his entire career. But I, you're right. I, I don't know how much of the Aaron Rodgers magic he has left to you know carry the team when he needs to. Yeah, it's. I just like bucking with you. Honestly, I'm a Rodgers fan. I don't <laughs> hate Rodgers at all. He's a great quarterback. Yeah, okay. I agree, Rogers. I just go. like to get a rise out of you. That's all. <laughs> that's what I'm here for. Yeah, that's I rise quick. That's what they pay I'm me. Like yeast, baby. That's what that my Toda <laughs> And that's the reaction that I wanted. We can move on uh, now. Was that the hidden segment this week? Have about this game? Stupid joke. What? Okay. Oh, we're back to me. Oh, wow. Thanks, guys. I thought you were talking about yeast again. <laughs> <laughs> God, I can't wait till we can all, all do this together. This is going to be a shit show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> some people might get hurt. <laughs> I know. Honestly, there's going to be some stuff to throw. Uh, Frank Olsen. I will throw hands. We're going to be the Jerry Springer of sports podcasts. <laughs> Dude, let's do it. We'll fit right into our niche. <laughs> our four-person four niche. Yeah. Uh, fuck you. <laughs> uh, Back on this, Greg Olson still alive. Didn't realize that. Didn't realize he was still in the NFL. Kind of thought he retired. Um, next game up, the Steelers step in, upset the Rams, 17-12. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick might be the new Troy Palomalu for the Steelers. Might be this generation's Palomalu. Thoughts? That's a lot. That's a lot to put on the kid after literally well, like four or five weeks. And I think he's a completely different player than yeah. Troy Palomalu. Yeah. He, yeah, he's not that hard hitting. Oh, we got it. We got an angry no. I think stop. You're wrong. Up here, I think you're wrong. The kid is incredible. He, he's got such an instinct on defense. He's good. He's good. But he's well, his, like his pre-snap intelligence where is the Steelers. Is where I, yes, I, I think when it comes down to reading the plays and recognizing what's going on in play, yeah. and beforehand too, I, I think overall what he sees is his most valuable asset. Right. He can take what he sees and materialize it into making a play, which is important. And yeah. I also like, which you guys fucking shit on me for last week, is his versatility. He can play anywhere you need him to play. He can play outside corner. He can play slot. He can play safety. We yes, he is a safety. We I weren't shit. We weren't shitting on you. I think the whole thing you is did that shit on me. The whole thing is that whenever whenever you see him playing, he's in the safety position. Right. That's but what he, he was drafted as as a safety. And That's his why. favorite place to play is outside corner, which I'm just saying is his versatility is right. another asset right. that makes him the steal of the not, Steelers season. All right. And and not that not that this is any comparison, but they you know, they the Patriots use Deron Harmon like that. They use him as yeah. a slot corner as well. You know, he's a safety. So I, I understand what you're saying, but I think yeah, that Jared Goff looks pretty bad at two forty three with two interceptions, no touchdowns. Yep. Blake Ford stepped in. My my blog post about Jared Goff sucking absolute you know what is more relevant now as well. Yeah. Fair. He's just he has, uh, he has not picked up his game. They paid him a lot. They did. And 
McVay's play smoke. calling is getting boring and predictable. Yep. That's dangerous, especially with like well, kind of the well, when you use the around. same formation and motion every play. I'm sick of seeing wide receiver motion out of that team. Honestly. Yeah, I know, but the, the thing is, like, they're they're they they're built to run and play action. Like, they don't have they have no RPO going on because, quite frankly, Jared Goff is not the kind of quarterback that can run something like that. No. Um, it, you know. He just the Jared Goff relies too much on Sean McVay. Like he's not he I he's is too much of a crutch. And, and you offense, saw that. And the offense becomes like way too one dimensional. Uh, right. Todd Gurley. Right. And you saw I think I think what's happening is that is that defenses are realizing that Jared Goff is listening to Sean McVay all the way up until what the 15 second mark, 10 second mark, I believe. Mm-hmm. I forget yeah. what the cutoff is, but you know he's listening to him all the way up there, and then they're changing the play right before that happens. They're audibly out of plays. Jared Goff has no idea what to do. He hasn't been good all year. He's had maybe one game where he's hasn't thrown an interception. I, maybe. you know, he honestly, but you know, and like we learned last year, yeah, the Rams, the Rams have names, but they're not getting production on the defense. Put Blake Bortles in and keep him in. <laughs> My solution. We want the boat. We want the oh, boat. Oh, I'm all in. Blakest of all time. Blakest of all time. Boat, boat. I'm on the boat, boat. The blackest. Um, other side of that, Mason Rudolph is still doing really well, keeping that this year team We're just going so far off it, off it. This is actually the worst time to be a host. I feel the fact that I, the most degenerate one of this entire fucking group, have to be has to be like the the center, the core is horseshit. I <laughs> like it. Hey. I'm pretty sure you the first, volunteered. The first, time, the first two times that I did it, I tried to wrangle you guys in. You wouldn't listen. So I'm letting everyone get a little taste of it. And uh, that's what happens when you got power, baby. It's gonna power be power corrupts absolutely. You fucking tyrant. Let's get back to it. It's 10 o'clock. Get drinking. <laughs> anyway, uh, Mason Rudolph <laughs> does well. Um, Go ahead. I'm not, I'm not leaving this podcast for alcohol. That's the devotion. Get it. Wow. That's that was towards Texas. Scott. That's towards Scott. Yeah. Right. Vikings boys, my game of the week from last week. Hold on. Have a point. Uh, Juju being a wide receiver one has kind of been up to the test this year. I don't know if he's necessarily. I mean, it hasn't helped having two quarterbacks spotting in. I don't know if it's necessarily like come to fruition. I think he's going to be that guy that's always kind of been the what if. But I don't know if he's – I'm still not sold on him being a W1. I don't think that's fair. I, I don't think the Steelers' offense has enough weapons around him to judge him on what, what he's been able to do. I mean, who's their yeah. second receiver? James Washington. Is he? Possibly. <laughs> I don't know. Exactly. I mean, production-wise, maybe. I, I guess. guess what, like you're, six passes this uh, your top receiver, like, and call him a top receiver in the NFL, he should be able to deliver like that. I mean, like, what is uh, DeAndre Hopkins? What is Julio? What did Julio for years have around him, you know? Right, like, but it, and but he does still have a quarterback that he's not Ben Roethlisberger. If he had Ben Roethlisberger, I, that dude will take shots down the field all day long. Right, right, He'll right. hit on a couple. But when you got Mason Rudolph, who's dinking and dunking to third-string running backs and whoever the hell's on lining up on the outside, because I don't know their names. Who's on first? Who, who's a whole who's on first situation in Pittsburgh. And Mason Rudolph is making the best of it, but yeah, Juju's I mean, suffering for it. 
Yeah. Okay, that, that's fair enough. I mean, we'll see as it goes on. Only time will tell in these kind of situations. Exactly. Zach, like you briefly mentioned, your game of the week. Vikings 28, Cowboys 24. Really uh, good game. Cousins. Yeah, really. Fa- end of the weekend, by the way. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. strength of game. Good. It was a really good slate. Yeah. Uh, Kirk Cousins getting better, which is horrifying. Um, Dalvin Cook had 97 yards and a touchdown. Dak gets 397, three touchdowns and an interception. Also, his weird hips. That's another thing. Yep. That, that was that was, that that was, was, that was I know it was yeah. very weird. Jimmy Jimmy G did the same thing last night too. Just yeah, like, also, no, it's not right. That Nick Bosa did it to make fun of him. I hate Nick Bosa. Fuck the Bosas. Um, hey, don't shit on the Bosas. I like the Bosas. Yeah. I like Nick Bosa. I don't know. I don't like James. Joe, don't James, like Bosa you you kind of look like you could be a Bosa. Ooh. You kind of look like you'd be a Bosa. Am I, am I the Derek Watt of the Bosa family? Yo. <laughs> you are the Derek Watt. You are the Derek Watt. Uh, Bosa, doesn't he? Yo. I've gotten, I've gotten Kirk Cousins and uh, Bosa in two weeks on this podcast. There's a really odd split of like quality of player. Dude, look at him. You like that? Huh? You like, you like that? <laughs> you, do you like that? All right. Oh, fuck. I kind of saw it there. I hate him because they're my family. I hate the Bosas. Well, they're your family, bitch. <laughs> Get used to it. Of the best. Why do you hate the Bosas? Talk, chat, torch, you, go. Me? Yeah, you're trying to say something, right? Yeah, and then you just asked me a question. All right, well, what were you trying to say? Torch, go. This was supposed to be the game of the running backs. Who's the better running back? Mm-hmm. What do you think? This year, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook this year, yeah. Yep. I mean, you can't take anything away from Zeke. Zeke's a beast, but he wasn't they getting bottled, They, they bottled, bottled him up that game. Yeah, they did a real good job. Um, Amari bailed out Dak, for sure. Oh, Amari was making some baller catches. He was making some toe-drag swag catches. He made, like, day. three in a row. That's what yeah. the dude do? Yeah. What it do though? Thanks for him too. Yeah, no problem. Amar, <laughs> what it do though? Amar's transform into a top. Like, lost the game since I traded him to you, which is crazy. Uh-huh. I don't think I've lost the game no. since I traded him. Sidebar. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Monday night game. Woo! Let's chat. That is wow. easily top. game of the week. Though. Game of the year. That is back. Game. And that's two in a row overtime for Seattle. They got to be getting tired, man. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say that two in a row, like battles in overtime. Yeah, um, Russell Russell was was seen a drive. I've never seen a bigger drive from a player though, more than Wilson. Oh, it, and the later the game gets, the the more he unlocks his entire skill set. It's incredible. I mean, I mean, I, I've seen a rush by him drive, but we don't need to get that. Run by him. I mean, I think he would have taken a bullet on that just to try to get that first down. He, the guy was so unbelievably elusive. True. It was insane. There was one one play that um, on that drive. It was I think it was third and three when they're just about to get into field goal range. You know, um, 49ers sent five. They look like they're gonna get to him, but then a hole opens up and he just sneaks right out. He gets like 10, 13 yards or whatever. In overtime? Yeah, that, yeah was, no, that, that honestly was the yeah, play of the game. Yeah. And at that point in that situation, I want to know how, as the 49ers, you can leave Russell Wilson without a quarterback spot. 
Yeah, well, that's yeah. the thing. Like, no, I think, call, I think yeah. what they were trying to do is that the, that fifth that fifth person that they brought up, I think they were going to have him sent back. But, but just, they, they didn't – the right. way they rushed, it wasn't like right. they had two guys coming out to contain. It right, wasn't right, like right. they had any type of contain. They all just straight bull rushed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It, it, all the play it. called defensively didn't make sense. Good on Russ for making – absolutely everything he could out of yeah. that situation. I mean, he did. He got and like 10 yards out of that play. So. Being arguably the most clutch player in the NFL right now because as long as he's on the field, it doesn't matter what the score is. The Seahawks have a chance. Yeah. I mean, even with that interception, I was I was worried, but he made it happen. He, he yeah, and, that down. Good oh. on the, the Seahawks defense for standing up on that, that drive. Not oh, that Jimmy Garoppolo yeah. looked anything like he did the whole rest of the game during that drive. And missing Debo Samuel on that throw was absolutely horrible. Yeah, I like me some Debo. That kid. I love Debo. He's my I'm a big South Carolina guy. Go yes. game. <laughs> it's it's my other awful team I like to watch. Um. <laughs> so uh, what else was I gonna say about that? The the injuries. I mean, you can take whatever you want out of that, but. They were the injury bug just bit them right in the jugular for the 49ers. They were they were beating around. No Kittle to start. There no Kittle for the game. Uh, Sanders goes down at one point. Even on the other side of the ball, Lockett goes down. The, the Niners had a hard time keeping people healthy. Lockett spent the night in the hospital. Yep. Only a leg contusion, which I thought was a non-serious issue, but apparently his was really serious. Depends on the placement of the contusion and the severity, and leg contusions are tough, man. Have you ever had one? I thought a contusion was a bruise. It's basically, it's it's like a really deep bruise. Uh, so, man. if it's in a very vulnerable spot or, you know, is really serious, those can be tough to deal with, especially for a receiver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he's but, on that leg the whole time, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so while we're talking about the 49ers, let's bring this up because this is the news of the day. Uh, Colin Kaepernick gets a tryout with NFL scouts on Saturday, which is an odd day to give him, by the way. Let's talk about that. Like, putting him the day before it, that's odd, especially pulling scouts off of the end of the year in college. What's up, Chris? They did. The NFL did not approve this. He scheduled it. Just teams are invited to attend. And I also believe that teams have separate college and NFL scouts. So I don't think teams are going to be losing much in the college scouting part of things. Um, they have guys that specifically go around and look at players if they're interested in trading and stuff like that. So I guess. I don't, I don't know if anyone really send a high amount of people to this anyway. I mean, he's, all things, all political things aside, he's a 32-year-old quarterback who hasn't played for what four years but now consider it if you're one of those teams that's kind of in limbo right now and you you know even if you tank the rest of the year you're not going to end up with a high enough pick to get anyone relevant maybe you go and look at it and be like maybe we take him for a filler year maybe so who, we... who are you thinking when you say that like what what's the team what's the team that's kind of like flashing i think the window for the chargers is closing on philip rivers um yeah. facts spot the lie so I, I could see them sending someone at least. Um, and it may, maybe the Raiders. I don't know how their I situation doubt is. It, with the, Raiders, the Raiders are in a position they can still make the playoffs. I doubt they would they pick could, up Cap. But I think they'd take a look just because it's John Gruden. 
Fair. Now, Fair. I just want to chime in real quick that... I feel like Mike Hancock could want to do that. Remember that he was yeah. benched even before he pulled his whole stunt? Is I don't think Cap... I think it's all a collusion thing for him. As he feels that he should be in the NFL. I don't think he has anything. He hasn't played... When was the last season he played? Four years ago, you just said? Something like that. Yeah, three or four. And we expect him to just be good? I mean... Not necessarily... I don't necessarily know that even if by some chance... And I seriously doubt it happened. But if a team went and picked him up this year, I don't think he'd be playing a single game in the NFL this year. Oh, I I agree. I agree. I like what you're saying for future, but you still have the fact that... I mean, we haven't seen him throw a football in four years. Right. And and that's why I think, you know, you go to the thing, if you're a team that could use him for a gap year, yeah, or yeah, it, yeah. if you could, you know, conceivably see a fit for him somewhere on your team for whatever purpose, why not go out and just take a look? What, what, what if he throws the ball better than he ever has? You never know. Mm-hmm. But now my next question is, do you think he still has baggage with him? Well, I think his only baggage was created by the media. I don't think he really had any baggage with the team, other than with Jim Harbaugh, who's historically hard to get along with anyways, and made stupid decisions with Alex Smith for the first part of his career there. But no, I don't think he would be detrimental to a locker room. I don't think it would be a negative impact on a team. And I I think there are a lot of players in the NFL that sympathize with what he was doing and probably feel that he should be in the NFL still. Yeah, there's a lot of people that do agree with him. And I just don't know if a team coming from a a management head point would want to, would think that he still has baggage, that they would even consider going to pick him up or, I mean, even watching him. Well, well, think about it like this. There are teams that were willing to pick Antonio Brown up. <laughs> That's and true. he had more baggage than Colin Kaepernick will ever have for the rest of his entire life. It just comes down to the fact that Kaepernick had baggage relating to a national political issue. Antonio Brown's just plot. Fucking crazy. So. That's true. It, it's the, the direction of the baggage. Yeah, yeah. That's the difference. And Kaepernick's, I think, reached a lot more people than Brown's. Right. Because, you know, you're... you're... Which shouldn't be the case. <laughs> well, it should be the case, but it shouldn't reach them in a negative connotation. No, no, that's what I'm saying. It, it, it shouldn't it shouldn't reach... It, like, you know, the, if you put them, it, you know, both of them together in a vacuum, like, how could you how could you possibly be more mad at Colin Kaepernick rather than Antonio Brown, who did direct physical harm to another Right, person. absolutely. And Colin Kaepernick literally just decided to take a knee before the game. Right. It's I disagree with that whole thing, but I'm not going to argue about it. It's I He had the right to do it. I don't no, see that. I, I agree. And I don't agree with it either. I, I think there are better ways to protest than disrespecting yeah. the national anthem. But, yes. It's, I, it's I, still, like you said, it still not should not be as big as a thing as sexual assault and... It's right. But the thing is, he has, in my scenario, basically, I feel that he does have more baggage because of his past. Well, I think he has something to prove at this point. And in my opinion, with his type of baggage, what he has in that area, 
if he goes out there and proves that he can still play football, the baggage shouldn't matter because that baggage is silly. And if, like you said, if a team needs him, of course, baggage should not matter at that point. There's a lot of QBs that have had things outspoken or this and that. And it should not and, matter if they're good. If they and he's play. and he's shown that he's a team player. He cares about what he you know believes in. He'll he'll stand up for it and he'll do what it takes to win. The the dude is a baller. I'll, I'll give him that. And he's got a good head on his shoulders for what it's worth. Hmm. All right, guys. Uh, I think it's I think we're gonna move on to college football. I know James was um, very excited to introduce um, more of a talking point on the college football week that was. Interesting um, week it was. I, I know. <laughs> I mean, we had a couple of, of, of pretty big upsets um, and a couple of you know it was a, it was really a good fun games. week of college football. Yes, it was next a week. Very week. fun week. Um, we're, we're only gonna run down a few games. Uh, we're not gonna go into everything. Yeah. Talk about a lot There's of There's too many games for us to go into, but yeah, we're not going to go into fucking how Toledo did. Great, good job. <laughs> yeah. I really want to know about Southern Alabama. Yeah, where's UMass football on this? Come on. UMass actually got shit stomped by Army. If you want to know. Yeah. Uh, I forget what the I, score I, I was. I didn't really care, but that's nice to know. That uh, our, so our let's start our, off our off the bat. Minnesota are killing Minnesota our continues their Cinderella campaign. Uh, beating Penn State uh, 31 to 26. Brr, Penn State drops down to nine. Minnesota moving up to seven after this, which is awesome. I think this is only the beginning. I think Minnesota is gonna. I'm gonna fucking jinx this because my college takes have been dick this year. I think Minnesota sneaks into the playoffs. Um, this kind of guaranteed Penn State to be knocked out of the playoffs. Not necessarily. They have a few more games that they have to win to get in, but we'll see. Um, Penn State, I'm going to talk about this in a bit. They're meeting Indiana. That's ranked 24 this week. That's a need-to-win game for them, for sure, to stay alive. Minnesota is going to be playing 23-ranked Iowa, which is a chance for them to jump big. And I think if they do that, they're top five, without a doubt. Minnesota has been a fucking amazing team to watch this year. And it's good seeing that. I don't know how they'll do against an SEC opponent. The only time will tell. If they get in. That's a big if. Um, moving. Ohio State shit stomp Maryland. And this was a game I actually thought was going to be a lot closer. I thought Maryland could give them a run for their money. Uh, wow. Tate Martell, very good. Still only a freshman, so get ready for that. He's around for another year or two. Um, that's really all you can say about this, man. Ohio State's dominant. They are rushing everyone they face. Um, still gave up the first spot somehow. LSU I don't did. think LSU necessarily deserved to jump Ohio State just because Ohio that. State. LSU's so good. Convincing. I don't know if they're ready to jump Ohio State. I think Ohio State's the better rounded team, especially with Chase Young on the other side of the ball. Right, and, and I can't think of the defensive back, but having him out there, they've been they're good. Right, and you're almost discrediting. What? 59-point win by moving them down a spot just because LSU was able to beat Bama? I get LSU moving up, but I don't think they were ready to jump Ohio State. Not when Ohio State won a game like that. Yeah, no, that's another that's another we'll see what happens type of thing. I really hope they end up matching up. Um, Absolutely. One of my favorite teams, Oklahoma, obviously has a Baker stand. Barely beats Iowa State on what was a very controversial call at the end on a two-point conversion. 
Hertz has four total touchdowns on the day. Honestly, the story with Oklahoma, their offense is not a problem. C.D. Lamb, fucking Jalen Hurts, you're good. Their running back, I can't think of his name, has had a real good run. I'm a big fan, as you can tell. I can't remember the running back's name. But their defense has been god-awful, and it's turned <laughs> every game into a shootout that they don't want. Hurts can take it, but well, they're lucky they're in the Big 12. And that, that's a recent development, because at the beginning of the year, their defense actually looked like a whole revamped Sooners defense. Sooners has been that team that's had to put up 40, 50 points to win games. Stop. Dive out. The first couple weeks of the year, defense won. It was like a shift culture. Stop stalking. So what Drew is saying right now, as we can't hear him slowly chopping through this, your guys' internet is gone. Um, He's saying that the beginning of the year, their defense was phenomenal, looked like a revamped Sooner defense, has slowly collapsed until the point where they played Kansas State, was it? Kansas State and lost their first game of the year, and then it's kind of been a downward decline since. Maybe they could bounce back. I don't know if I see that happening, especially it seems like the toughest part of their schedule. I think they're going to make a bowl. They're already in that position. It's not. I don't think they're going to make anywhere near the playoffs. Sucks. It's the nature of the game. I, I think it would take a, a huge push from them and a couple other teams to, to take a, a solid hit. Yeah. No, And they, sure. they got Baylor this week, right? That's what I was going to say. Uh, we'll talk about that later. They got Baylor, which is going to be like their last. I think they're – I have to look at their schedule, but like – Probably their biggest challenge so far, especially, I mean, we thought it was Texas, but Texas has three losses on the year now. And Baylor's has been moving up and claw, like clawing their way to the top of the ranks. They're at, I have to look at where they're actually at, but I think they're ranked 12 right now. Yes. And uh, yeah, no, Baylor, Baylor's going to be a challenge and it's going to be a fun game to watch. That's going to be a blast. Um, so before I get into this other game here, talking about South Carolina, let's talk about the game of the week. The game, LSU Alabama. LSU wins 46 to 41. Joe Burrow looked great. He had a great game. Tua with that run where he just fumbled out of nowhere, trying to not make it on Miami. I don't know what he was doing there. That was really odd. Also, didn't realize Randy Moss's son is a tight end at LSU. He had a fantastic catch. It was it was a it was a college scout's wet dream. Straight up. Did you, see, did you see Randy Moss light up talking about that catch, too? He was so proud of his boy. He was, he so, was proud. so proud. That kid's basically just a more muscular wide receiver, and he's going to carry his father's legacy very well. Dude's going to be very a beast. Well. And, um, what's up? I don't know. I was going right. to say something like, I forgot. Uh, so that game, that was awesome. That was great to watch. Fucking just classic college football, like. Oh, I don't remember what I was gonna say. Tua, you were talking about how he randomly fumbled the ball and stuff. Man, that kid could barely walk at the end of that game. Yeah, he played. He her. is That's so beat up. Props on him for just sticking out and playing an important game like that. That that was that showed a lot of character out of that kid because, man, he is all types of fucked up. Oh yeah, he was beaten up and he went into that. Uh, High-key, entertaining, bad game of the week, though. 
with South Carolina Appalachian. Is it Appalachian or Appalachian? I, was I think it's Appalachian. Appalachian. It's actually Appalachian. Capital Apple. Uh, tw- lot, or South Carolina lost to them. South Carolina lost to them 15 to 20. Uh, South Carolina had a drive going at the end by their freshman quarterback, Halinski. Um, the kid's been doing great shit all year. They've had the toughest schedule in the NCAA. If you look at it, they, I mean, they upset Georgia. They've had Florida. They've, they, they have played some phenomenally tough opponents and came out with a decent game every single time. Um, this time they fell short. I mean, most of the time it seems like they fall short, but this time they really fell short. They had a couple dumb mistakes. Uh, the very end, it came down to uh, Holinsky throwing a bomb. Looked like it was a touchdown. Unfortunately, it doesn't matter. It was a holding call. Cuts out the game. Um, South Carolina is a fun team to watch. It's it's another team like Florida State where they've always kind of been, or they've been spotty of recent, but have still been producing great draft picks, i.e. Debo, Jay Davion Clowney, who had a great game Monday night. South Carolina is still going to produce great players no matter what. You're going to get one out of them. Yeah, it, it's always going to be a solid program. Um, it's just going to come down to if they're ever going to put those pieces back together. They always seem to have, you know, a, a handful of serious talent at a time, but it, it just seems that they can't ever put it together. Oh, to... James. Yeah. Oh, You guys drove me to drinking. I, I left in the Kaepernick chat and got alcohol for everyone who is not watching this live or not live on YouTube. Um so let's go into next week, what we're this week and what we're looking at. Uh, Michigan State, Michigan. Michigan State's not ranked this year. Michigan has been collapsing slowly with Shea Patterson. They're ranked 14. That's always going to be a good game, though. Just a, a genuine hatred between them. Uh, 21 Navy face, facing 16th ranked Notre Dame. Notre Dame uh, almost lost to Virginia Tech the other week. I, I'll have no faith in Notre Dame after that. Uh, Wake Forest beat going against number three Clemson. Uh, they lost their star wide receiver Surratt, who's number five in yards this year. The kid has been really good. I think he's done a lot to help himself out. Um, Wake Forest has been a really great story throughout. Unfortunately, they fell in a lot of rankings, but they were pushing up the top ten pretty quick. I think this could be a closer matchup. We'll see if it ends up like a Maryland Ohio State thing. Um, Next up, Georgia ranked five versus 13th ranked Auburn. I do not think Auburn's real. I think Bo Nix is fake. I think their defensive line is very good, and that's been getting a lot more media attention than they deserve. Um, If Georgia wins, they have a better chance of sneaking and kind of securing a place in that college football playoff, but we will see with that. Um, We'll talk about the rankings there in a second after I get through. like I said, Minnesota plays Iowa, 7 versus 23. Minnesota, I expect to take that, but we'll see. And then Oklahoma versus Baylor. That's another, yeah. Um, fair point there. Uh, playoff rankings right now, we're looking at uh, LSU is at 1. Ohio State's at 2. Like I said, Georgia's sitting at 4. They could potentially lock in that 4 spot or a 3 spot with a loss by Clemson or a win. Um we're, you know, I think we are going to talk about draft picks and like the college football ending next episode. We'll move that over. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I, I don't think we need to get into that right now. Um, let's talk briefly about free agents coming up, though, because I want to see Chris's reaction to this. Chris, your boy, 
is a free agent next year. Tomas Brady. Mm-hmm. Talk to me. Um, I mean, there's a couple things. I don't think you can get into it yet until it comes. I don't see why the Pats would willingly say, hey, we're done, especially after he's taken a pay cut, a big pay cut, last contract. But I was thinking, remember the rumors with the Chargers going to London? Tom Brady moves to London, confirmed. I wouldn't be, like, shocked if they... But the Chargers are not going to London. No. <laughs> not yeah. Brady going with the Chargers to London? Whoa. That's a big That's a big statement. I was going to bring it up and say that, um, I mean, there's a lot of famous quarterbacks that haven't, a lot of Hall of Fame quarterbacks that haven't retired with their team. I don't see Tom Brady ending that way, but, I mean, Joe Montana, Peyton Manning, Namath, like, there are names on there that haven't retired with their team, so. Yeah, the thing is, Manny, Manning still had a few years with the Broncos, though, before he retired. Right. Brady but he didn't has maybe finish with the Colts where he started. You going to give Brady away for two years? No, I, I honestly, I think if the Patriots win the Super Bowl this year, Tom Brady retires. I agree. I'm 100% with that. If they win. But I think he has to have a stellar performance, too. If he's not ready, he's not ready. Right. If yeah, I mean, It's going to come down to how he feels if, at the end of the year. Yeah, and he does a farewell tour next year. A one-year, you know, extension. But I just don't see a scenario where they're like, yeah. I, who's there? What do they trust? Stidham? I like Jared Stidham a lot, as much as I just said Alabama's fake. Um, I think they're pretty great. I, I think he's pretty great. Um, he's in a wrong system. I think give him some time, he'll be fantastic. He's got a hell of an arm. The only issue against him was that he was in a bad system, getting shit stats because he was in that, and he has a back issue. Mm-hmm. Well, and he can move. Yeah, he's agile. My Not question. Dan- he's no Daniel Jones, but he's agile. And <laughs> no Josh Allen. When, how long did, is Garoppolo and Brissett's contract? Garoppolo uh, was like a four-year deal, I think. Yeah, they locked Garoppolo. Garoppolo coming back. They're not going to pay Garoppolo. No. Love no. San Fran. I would no. not be surprised if Brissett, they're banking on Brissett coming back. Why? They're both starters in really solid teams. I don't think either of them come really back. Really solid? Or what, what would you consider the Pats then? Just I mean, un- the Pats are a dynasty. Yeah. But if you have the chance to be a starter and you're already in a system, why would you move to a new system, even though it's not a new system, and try to change all that? Maybe they like the 49ers are building a fucking amazing offense. They just have to develop yeah. it. And the Colts are working on the same thing, and exactly. they have Jacoby Prissett as the centerpiece of build around. Mm-hmm. Where I agree, I feel like. Not Garoppolo. I think the Niners have just done everything around Garoppolo, I feel. And it's worked for them. Brissette, I could see going back to a playbook he already knows. To a team that really knows what they're doing. Not that the Colts don't, but just the Pats run things differently than other NFL teams. Now, what if Belichick goes with Brady? Then what? Josh McDaniels takes over. 
they did such a good job in Denver. Right, but and okay, that's and then it's not the same system. He's not going to run things the way Bill does. I think he's going to try. Why would you not? That's what, so did Matt Patricia. Look how that worked out. Bring back Danny Atling. Patricia was kind of set up for failure, honestly, but I, I understand where you're coming from. I mean, he took the Lions job, Drew. Yeah, but the Lions have potential. The Lions have talent. They do. I wouldn't be surprised if they go for a uh, NCAA coach in this situation and they get someone in there. Josh is, I mean, it's, it's Josh's job, but you're going to hear some names floating around there. Even You're going to hear some Lincoln Riley. You're going to hear some, uh, some stuff. Let's go back to the main point real quick. Let's say Brady, they're like, yeah, we're going to send you somewhere. We're not going to re-sign you. They're, who do they have as a quarterback? They can throw in right now as a starter. Jared. Jake Bailey, new quarterback of the future. Brought to you by the man that can punt a ball three miles. By the second. He bring you a man that can throw a ball three miles in Jake Bailey. some great punters this year. Also, the Scottish hammer on the Browns is a beast. But Jake Bailey's been a fucking phenomenal punter. Yes, he has. All right. uh, Let's move on to the ice real quick. I think we've talked about this long enough. I'm bored of it. Zach, talk to me some hockey, baby. What do you got? All right. I got who's hot and who's not right now. I'm going to keep it short. I'm going to keep it sweet, just like you. Oh. All right. So we have who's hot right now. St. Louis, Edmonton, the Islanders, the Flyers. All right. St. Louis, seven-game winning streak, even without their top player in Vladimir Tarasenko. Very and impressive. Don't have Steen either, right? Very Steen, like- um, I don't remember about Steen. I just know that Tarasenko's out for five months. With, I think Steen's hurt too. Um, so even more impressive if they still if they don't have Alexander Steen as well. Seven in a row. Um, they're on top of that Western Conference right now. Edmonton, another team. Um, they kind of fell off a little bit last week, but they're back onto their game. They're still scoring a shit ton of goals. Um, Connor McDavid decided to, like, you know inspire his team to score goals other than, you know, him? Cause oh, he did last year, too. They, eh. they scored goals last year. He did. The rest of the team um, dry side very, very impressed with Leon Dreisaitl. Um, very good combination, kind of like a uh, Gretzky-Messier um, combo, but can't really go there yet. There. They're way too young for me to say that. However, uh, you know, it's a, it's a recall kind of back to those days. Islanders, um, I believe they're on a 10-game point streak. Um, that is really good. They're um, nipping at the heels of the Capitals, who sit atop the NHL. Um, and Philadelphia has been surprisingly good. Um, Carter Hart's been pretty good for them as of late. Um, their defense has definitely tightened up a little bit, um, and they're getting some pretty good secondary scoring from their third and fourth line. Um, so they're another team to watch out for, um, especially in the Metropolitan Division. Um you know, it's right now it's Washington, Pittsburgh, Philly, and the Islanders in that race right there. Um, teams that are not hot right now, Buffalo. They have lost four in a row. They are not too hot right now. They were they started off really nice in the beginning, but just they've they've fallen off. And uh, really, that's to be expected. It happens every year with Buffalo. They always start out hot, then they always shit the bed. Always. You want to put Boston on there too? Uh, I'm not going to put them on there yet. They're still, they're, they, they still have 25 points and two less games in Washington. I'm not putting them on there. They lost, they've lost four in a row, which is terrible, but. And a 
Yeah, I, no kidding. Tonight. Yeah, no kidding. Shootout loss. Anyway, yeah, they they the Bruins are never good at shootouts. But they shouldn't be getting the shootouts when they have a 4-0 lead going into the third that's, period. That's different. I mean, I'm talking about close games. If they if it goes to a shootout, I every time they go into a shootout, we um whoever whoever the first player is for the opposing team, we automatically just say he's gonna score, and they do every single time. Because uh, for some for some ungodly reason, Tuukka Rask cannot stop anything in the shootout. Terrible in the shootout. So were the Bruins' shooting percentages in the shootout. Anyways, let's move on from that. I wanted to get into also Vancouver. Um, Vancouver was doing pretty well um, the past couple of weeks, um, but they're in a three-game losing streak now. Um, I think there's a couple, then a couple injuries to the system. Um, they just need to recover, and you know they, they seem like they, they can do from pretty good for themselves this year in the Pacific. Yeah, good so young team. They do a good young team. Um, you know they named Boho at the captain. Yeah. I think it's gonna help. I think it's gonna help that they have that leadership now, um, and it's been recognized. Um, I mean we're seeing what it did to the Sharks when losing Joe Pavelski. Um, they're still not good, but at least they've won a couple of games in a row now. Right. It's, it's always nice to have someone to rally around. In the right. Exactly. Room. Exactly. Um, another team that has not been great as of late uh, is Vegas. Surprisingly, uh, Vegas is three, four, and three in their last ten. Uh, that's not really. That's not really great. Um, you know, that's like what uh, nine points in their last twenty game or last out of twenty that they can possibly get. Um, yeah, they're on a pretty big slide right now. Um, I just think that their team is not clicking. Uh, look for them to kind of bounce back, though, because they, they do have a solid core, um, and I feel like they'll, you know, do a lot better um, in the coming weeks, especially, you know, um, hopefully with, if Flurry can remain healthy. and Yeah, not a team that's going to stay. No, no, they, no, they, you know, they're going to have their, their ebbs and their flows, but they'll, they'll, be, they'll be fine. But they just, they hey, haven't been doing so great as a You late. don't invest that much into that team without them being able to bounce back like that yeah all right um is that all you got for hockey today zach um yeah that's that's what i got for hockey i might add something you know to our next episode just if i see anything but but what was that um, butts yeah i was writing butts repeatedly oh uh, that's fun yeah just okay. just appealing my add just like trying to make it so I don't just end up like spearing myself on whatever is in this fucking apartment. It's a puku. Um, so poll of the week, we're gonna end it here, guys. Uh, I think we're running a little bit long. The idea behind this was to yeah. split it into two, so it was shorter. We're still running about an hour and a half anyway. Um, who is your NFL dark horse to make the playoffs? Give me the Raiders in this one. I'll take it there at six and six right now. Uh, I'm, I'm up. No, five and four. Sorry, five and four. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Six and six. They're at six and six with not even 12 games played. Um, five and four right now. I have full faith in the Raiders to sneak in. Okay. Okay. Chris, you have, you, you, you are, Chris, who is your dark horse team to make the playoffs? Vikings. Why? Uh, why? 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 Because they're technically trailing in their division. I want to know why you think that they're going to make the playoffs. I, I, I just want I just an elaboration like, yeah. on why you chose this team. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't... I, Kirk, as we said earlier, Kirk Cousins kind of finding his rhythm. You got Dalvin Cook. 
I don't see a scenario where they don't keep shining. I, I don't know what their schedule is like for the rest of the season, but if they keep finding their rhythm, I think they'll have no problem getting in. But they are behind the Packers. Agreed. I, I think I don't see many scenarios in which the Vikings don't make the playoffs, to be honest with you. Six and three. They're a good team. Yeah. Um, I believe they're 7-2. Oh, they're 7-2? 7-3. Okay. Seven, they're seven and three. Yeah, they're seven ones. I know that. Okay, one. they haven't hit their buy yet. Yeah. So, oh, Drew, Zach, who's your pick? They play the Seahawks in two weeks. I'd say that, that'll be interesting, but don't see you anyway. The Seahawks don't shit stone. That's, that's the Seahawks. I think are just. I would like to put them. The Steelers. As my dark horse. Fair. They're that's a good pick. I, I heard that briefly. That's a very they're good. Pick. That was my like backup choice. I don't so, see a scenario where the Seahawks do not make playoffs. No, not at all. No. Um, I, I think they'll jump or get a wild card at the smallest, but I think they'll jump the nine by the end of the year. Fair. So my dark horse candidate for the playoffs this year is the Tennessee Titans. Wow. Mike Vrabel, Tennessee baby. always playing on Saturday, baby. Yes. I, I think that winning against the Chiefs is definitely a statement. I, I think that is going to be the turning point of the season. I think from here, they'll be able to carry that momentum, roll with some punches, and I do think that they sneak into one of those AFC wildcard spots, maybe taking the Bills out. I don't I don't think the Bills are going to maintain. I think the Bills are going to collapse. Agreed. I think, completely agree. Not saying like the Browns were like a big loss, but I think it was a loss enough that like it starts kind of... And they've, they've played to their opponent more than anyone this year. Yeah, there, there are games where you think that they are going to win comfortably against the Dolphins, against the Redskins, and you figure that defense is so suffocating that those teams are going to barely put up points, and it ends up being a close game. I just can't see the Bills winning important games moving forward. Yeah, and uh, Zach, you wanna you wanna reveal yours because I tend to agree with what you're saying. Yeah, um, I mean. You know, uh, for someone that didn't give this defense credit the past two weeks, um, definitely, I, I and, it, and it has nothing to do with the defense itself. Um, it has everything to do with Fitzpatrick. Uh, the Steelers are going to be my dark horse. Um, they are sitting five and five right now. Continue. All right, Jack, yeah. can you say that again? You were cutting up a bit. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, you know, Steelers are sitting at 5-4 and four here. Um, right now, they are they are in the playoff picture. They are number six. They're the last wild card spot as of right now. Um, you know, a pretty impressive win over the Rams, who haven't been doing good as of late. They haven't been able to trust Todd Gurley, um, and the Pittsburgh defense was very opportunistic on that, especially knowing that they um, – weren't going to really be able to run him. Um, I think adding a piece like Minka Fitzpatrick. Um, oh, wow, really? Apparently the, the Buccaneers have waived Vernon Hargraves. Yeah, you guys didn't see that? Vernon Hargraves no, just I, I, saw I that. thought he was just hurt and they were just kind no, of... No, they benched him for not hustling. Vernon Hargraves now benched. Or, uh, oh, sorry. Waived now. Wow. Wave. That's wild. Yeah, that's crazy. Whew. But anyways... It's going to be a big pick. Um, yeah. God, I hope he doesn't go to the Steelers. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm just I'm just thinking that, you know, the, the Steelers offense will, will figure out eventually. I think once Mason Rudolph gets, you know, gets comfortable in that system, 
you know, they'll they'll do they'll do okay. James Conner's a decent running back. Juju's a good wide receiver. Uh, you know, still don't think he's wide wide receiver one material. I just I don't think he's got it in him. I think he benefited way too much from Antonio Brown um, being there and drawing coverage. So. But Steelers is my dark horse pick. Uh, I think they slip in at nine and seven. I can I can see that. That's fair. And I think uh, I think with that, um, I think that calls it episode three. Um, definitely an interesting episode going at each other's throats. Four. But that's what you come here for, ladies four. and gentlemen. Four. One. It's episode four. Four. Yeah. No, it's not. Yes, no. it is. This is the third episode with him and four with us. Is it really? Yeah. Yes, sir. I know it, it didn't feel like a real show till I got here. I, I can't blame you, but two is in Florida. <laughs> go, I'm just playing. I'm This is in fact episode four. Um, that's <laughs> awkward. I apologize. Uh, very good point. So this has been episode four. Uh, thank you all for joining us. Like I said, it was a total shit show. That's what you come to us for. Weird sports takes and just angry yelling at each other and throwing shit um <laughs> pretty soon we're all going to be back together we're going to be opening a, a makeshift version of the boda studio so we'll get yeah keep you updated on that it's going to be a cardboard place. box um out in the middle of causeway street just yeah, just watch right. out watch out for for us if you run us over just know that we're all inside um and we ask yeah, for just it. hit stop record for us and post it that'd be great yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah. I, I want think to be cremated. Got as usual. You can find us at WordPress for the bodasports.wordpress.com. You can find us on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook at bodasports. That's all I got. I'm James. I love y'all. Have a fantastic rest of your day. Later, y'all. I'm soggy. <laughs> oh, what? What the hell? Why did I tell that? I'm still recording. Oh my god! He left instead of canceling. <laughs>